Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. A Thursday, first trading day of the month of June. It is so hard to believe. But we're looking at some positive numbers in this grain complex, except for uh, July corn. It had to finish into the negative. But we saw some positive numbers across the board and continued that positive feel with some big jumps happening in this cattle market. Hogs, unfortunately, took those two days of higher numbers and have brought them back, uh, for the most part, to the negative side. We're going to take a look at what's happening within this market trade today. Day, as we're going to get comments with PJ Conrad, PJ of course with Trade Us, and so let's talk about this turnaround. I, grains had a couple days of struggles, but on a Thursday they turned it all around. Yeah, and first of the month, and uh, looked like some renewed buying in the markets again. You know, we had a nice little or a little tempted what pop uh, yesterday off the lows. We closed lower yesterday, but was, I considered it almost a green day in my mind just after how much we were beat up on the open and how we kind of flipped the script as we went to the close yesterday. And then today that was met with a nice, uh, finishing up nine on the new crop contract at 531. 536 would appear to be kind of the, the resistance level we're going to battle with here and have battled with for that matter. Um, kind of going back to what was that last um friday on the close we closed at what 534 and a half the high of the day was 536 and today the high of the day was also 536 and a half so you just got a few of the numbers bouncing in there that we can't seem to break above but we need to get a run above that uh, to probably stair step above 540 and then you start looking at some retracement levels in the 560 to 580 range but i think the question of all this is you know, what's driving this market? I mean, right now you can probably say some weather is, uh, maybe not. And I know we hate to say it because it is super dry. And I emphasize with everybody fighting the drought conditions because it's everywhere. Um, the reality is the market has not or, you know, is not worried about that drought situation today. Um, you know, I think we get two, three weeks down the road and we're definitely going to take more account into it and that's why you look the next 10 days 10 to 12 days it looks like we're going to be dry and there's some conflicting models of the heat that comes with that um so that'll be a big driver as we go into the weekend after tomorrow's markets of where we end up kind of monday trading through and you can throw a lot i mean i would think from a i guess from my standpoint you sit here and you look at where the market's been and then we know 490 is a real number and probably 475 is a real number that could happen um, and we're at 5:30 today, and I don't, I haven't talked to one client that is doing backflips to sell or do something proactive at 5:30. And I'm sure as heck not either. I don't love this price. I don't, you know, maybe necessarily want to do anything here. But the reality of the situation is, uh, it's June 1st, and you kind of get now the next 30 to 45 days is kind of a volatile and make or break time in the marketing world. Um, and just over history, usually you get July 4th to July 15th, you're going to see the the market crumble or potentially take off on some sort of a, you know drought supply uh, issue going on. And nobody knows what the weather is going to hold. And there's people a lot smarter than me, I guess, that think this weather pattern is finally going to change and maybe break way to uh, a more consistent rain patterns. Um, and I don't, is that the whole corn belt? Is that Nebraska? I mean, I, you know, that's those are the questions. There's always going to be the haves and have-nots and weather. Um, so it's frustrating when you talk about that. And we could have, you know, say northeast Nebraska could remain very dry. I mean, who knows? But that's kind of frustration or something to watch. And I think we go into this marketing year, you know, whether you want to put a floor on things or not. 
this would be a time of year to really look at and say, what can I do to slow this market down? Because uh, you could wake up tomorrow and be up 20, or you could wake up tomorrow and be down 20 in these type of weather markets. And, and options will kind of give you that ability to slow the market down, give you an opportunity to see what's going to happen um, <clears throat> two to three weeks down the road, but also keep yourself in position to not end up in a very bad spot if we do get rains. Well, and that's uh, that was going to be my next question to you. I mean, obviously, the markets haven't paid much attention to what's happening weather-wise. Producers are, as as they look at these numbers. So when we move forward with these marketing plans and knowing that Brazil's got a decent crop coming in, knowing that a phytosanitary agreement with Argentina and China has come together, what type of marketing thoughts should we be having as we look beyond this growing season and head to fall harvest? I think the big thing to me is, is where are you going to get comfortable at right now? Uh, and the next, like I said, I kind of view the world uh, of, hey, by July 15th, July 4th, you got to have sold what you want to have sold. Else you might not get another opportunity until we get uh, after harvest. And so where do you want to be at and how do you want to be positioned as you go into that time of year? So that's kind of the questions I've been having, you know, this, and we can say this conversation would be easier at say 590. Um, in my experience, I guess the, the, if our recency bias was us trading at 550 and we're back to 590, and maybe maybe people would be more apt sellers, but the conversation would be, are we going to 640 or 50 and going to retest highs? And so it, it's always a tough, uh, I guess, decision of what you want to sell, when you want to sell it, and in the methodology of getting there. But I think in the short term here, you got to get to a point of I am content, maybe not happy, but I'm content that if corn drops a dollar, I feel okay with where I'm at position financially in that drop. Um, I think as we flip the page and you, know, you can play two sides of this coin and say, well, if there's a drought, things are going to run, right? And if there's not, we probably sell off our demands bad and we've just kind of been fighting a headwind economically, globally, really. Um, there'd be some things that point to this could get just ugly from a global economy standpoint and everything else. And we're going into an election year after this harvest as well. So I think getting to that point of contention before July 15th, post that, I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of starting shopping basis in August and seeing what's out there. Uh, there's been some good harvest numbers. So- Folks, we've got a lot more coming up just around the corner as we continue on this Thursday. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. As you've probably heard, there will be some changes coming for Fontenelle Hybrids. Bear Crop Science has announced Fontenelle will be joining 10 Bear Seed brands to launch the new Enhanced Channel Seed brand. You'll get the same excellent products and service you come to expect from Fontenelle, along with expanded product offerings and increased agronomy support. You'll still be able to purchase your trusted Fontenelle products for 2024, and rest assured we'll work hard to continue to earn your business through this transition. Read and follow pesticide label directions, green marketing, and other stewardship practices. Fontenelle and Channel are trademarks of Bear Group. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Continue our conversation this afternoon with PJ Conrad with Trados. Let's talk about driving. Uh, summer, we can say, is officially here now that we're post-Memorial Day weekend. And ethanol production is starting to pick up a little bit, which is good for the corn. Is there some optimism? Might we might see more people out on the roads this year to utilize more of this fuel. Yeah, I, would, I sure hope so. You got to wonder, I, I had this conversation uh, over Memorial Day weekend, and very rarely 
to get together and talk about how uh, expensive things are, but that was a topic of conversation, just whether it be going out to eat or you know stopping to buy. You know, what, you name the store, you stop at to buy something. It doesn't take much to spend a hundred bucks anymore. And so you wonder how much of the you know, kind of inflationary effect will have an effect on, say, driving season for summer vacations and whatnot. But this is always a big time of year for people to get out. I mean, you about uh, checking any social media and you'll find some family that's trying to go on a vacation somewhere. Uh, so that's always good for, like you said, ethanol demand, keeping everything rolling there. And you know, margins have been pretty, they've shown some profitability here that's allowed them to go out and book some stuff. And on that note, uh, the Western Corn Belt here, probably in the last seven to 10 days, basis has walked back, you know, call it 10 to 20 cents, depending on the location. And I don't know what is the main driver of that. Rail's been a little bit weaker, and I think you're seeing a lot of uh, end users rolling out to the September board, uh, trying to get it in front of this inverse. You know, you're looking at a, what, 70-cent inverse from July to September and get out ahead of it now so they're not in the crosshairs of, of what the market's going to do as far as an inversion and take their lumps now and say, well, we understand where we sit. Um, so that'll be a, that's something to keep an eye on as we move through the month of June here and into July. <clears throat> but all in all, I mean, the markets have been very negative, right? There, there's positivity to spin in here. It's more just we need something besides weather to probably push us in that direction. So any kind of demand, whether that be ethanol demand or you know, don't even say the export works. It seems like those have completely disappeared, which isn't uncommon for this time of year. We've just been lagging the whole time. That caused maybe more heartache now. Um, <clears throat> but there's some stuff globally, weather-wise. Uh, you know, call like call Russia, some of the different Asian markets, uh, just drought-type conditions, and so that all plays a factor. And you know, it's nice to see a crude oil rebound. You know, crude's been getting pounded on, or was getting pounded on, pretty good. Uh, last two days and now we saw up two bucks so those are the type of things we need more of a, a bigger commodity overall swing to start moving higher to get the grains to follow along with it uh, they're not the leader today they sure could be you know our, our weekly crop ratings weren't good and some of the more major growing regions and so that'll be something to keep an eye on but like i said whether I hate it because you're, the markets are unpredictable and the weather is even more unpredictable. And that's the two things we're dealing with uh, right now in agriculture. Switch gears. Let's take a look at this livestock side and this cattle market. It continues to just bound higher. It, yeah, bound higher is exactly right. I mean, you just can't up four, what, four and a half bucks today. Uh, June was up five. I mean, we're screaming higher. Uh, and feeders up another 260. Just a very uh, aggressive market to be up, and where we go from here. You know, if this was on cash tree, I guess I haven't caught a ton of cattle commentary today to understand why we had such an aggressive move higher. But it's obviously welcomed, and you'd look at say the technical side of things and say we're getting to the overbought range. Um, but funds wanted to dive in today and and really push this thing higher, and they did. It was, Honestly, good to see. You know, there's got to be one shining light through all this. Uh, you talk drought and how frustrating that is, and corn prices being off what 65 cents in the last month and a half of where they were. Uh, bean prices being off two bucks. I mean, 
we need a shining star. If you don't have cattle, that's frustrating. At least maybe your uh, neighbor feedlot will be able to pay a pay, uh, good price for the corn they're getting because it's been a uphill battle for everyone involved. I can't under or overstate that enough. Uh, just the dryness and the frustration and the uh, heartache, I guess, that goes along with the drought. I told a couple of guys, ago, hopefully we look back in three or four years and say, man, 2023, 2022, those were very very dry uh maybe like we look back on say the dirty 30s it feels like we're in the dirty 20s right now it's just can't catch a break but uh here we are we gotta live with the situation we're in yep definitely interesting times what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you to have a further conversation uh you can call us at 402-858-7529 or reach out to us on any social media platform at tradeoffs llc all right, that is today's Fontenelle Final Bell. As we always remind you, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. You can check out the Fontenelle Final Bell through our website at ruralradionetwork.com. You can also catch the podcast wherever you subscribe to your free podcast. So that's the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers right here on the Rural Radio Network.